Hello, Dave. This is April March. When did I first hear of Beehoff? Well, I heard of Beehoff when it was uh, it was Exotic World in the desert. Uh, I I never went there because I heard there was no accommodations nearby, and uh, it was very very warm. I heard, and I remember seeing the girls on a television show. They were out in the, the sunlight doing their numbers, and I thought, oh, no, I'm not going to go there. But anyway, I think it was around um, 2007 or 8 when uh, uh, Laura got hold of me. She was the director at that time of uh, Behoff, which was at that time Exotic World, and she asked me to... uh, come to Las Vegas and uh, participate, which I did so. And uh, I think that was the first year. The first year I was there, I think I did an interview on stage. And uh, um, my impressions at that time was, my goodness, it really went a long ways from the desert into Las Vegas. And uh, everything uh, was run very well and uh course they had so many acts and all the all the girls were so beautiful and so good and I thought my goodness there's a revival of burlesque and uh, the first year that uh, I was there I stayed at Binion's I think everybody stayed at Binion's and uh, it was at the Plaza Hotel in old Las Vegas which was a, a delightful place to perform in, and I, I really enjoyed being there the four days. My impressions now of what it's become uh, and some of the things that I look forward to, to each year is I believe it, it, it's grown and grown and grown. I believe it's probably the top uh, burlesque festival in the country at the present time. And I I enjoy going because I so, see so many old friends and new friends and and uh, uh, I think I performed there the first time in actually dancing was about uh, hmm, six or seven years ago uh, and I'm looking forward this year to performing on stage again doing my act. And I just love everything about it. That was April March, the first lady of burlesque, leaving our most excellent executive producer, Mr. David Lawrence Bird, a voicemail actually about a year ago describing her introduction to and first time attending what was formerly known as Exotic World, what is now known as the Burlesque Hall of Fame Weekender. Dave and I posted an episode about this, uh, this being Behoff and Exotic World and the history of this extraordinary organization about a year ago. So if you would like to brush up on your Behoff history and mission statement and all that jazz, I recommend going into our archives and searching for the episode we posted last June all about Behoff. 
Something I would like to uh, let you know about, if you are unfamiliar with the Burlesque Hall of Fame, is that it was started by an incredible woman named Jenny Lee. And Jenny was a very famous burlesque performer and stripteaser. She was known as the Bazoom Girl. And she was a she was quite a lady. And in addition to her extraordinary figure and performance and legendary, legendary reputation of being a, an incredible performer, she was also a major community organizer and activist. She talked about unionizing burlesque, and she was the number one person, the actual person who founded what is now known as the Burlesque Hall of Fame, but it was founded in her goat ranch in Hellendale, California, which is sort of partway between L.A. and Vegas in the middle of practically nowhere. And I apologize in advance uh, if I am skewering the history of this. There is a much more eloquent history online, and I encourage everybody to go read it at burleskhall.com. And also just to Google Jenny Lee, because she was an amazing woman, you can look up the Exotic Dancers League, which was, I believe, the unionization, the, the initial beginnings uh, to unionize all of the burlesque dancers to create a league of it. Um, and she also did an amazing uh, bowling league as well. <laughs> uh, Bearcats Bowling was the name of either her team or the league. See, folks, this is why you should do your research before you turn on the microphone to record about a podcast. I digress. Again, please go online and check all this out, and you can see how wrong I am about this or how incredibly right I am. Anyway, I am saying all of this to lead into the woman who was responsible for bearing the torch of Exotic World when Jenny got sick and passed away, and that woman is Dixie Evans. Dixie passed away a few years ago, but she has left a lasting impression on the Burlesque Hall of Fame. It was because of her very hard work and just incredible dedication to the cause. She single-handedly manned the ranch out in Hellendale, and there are some incredible stories about people driving up in the middle of the night, and you had to beep your horn, I think it was two or three times, uh, after passing through the great metal gates that said Exotic World, and Dixie would come out, and she would give you a tour no matter what time of day it was, and... I unfortunately never attended, and I very much enjoy listening to a lot of the legends and a lot of our modern-day legends talk about their first trip out there. I say all this because we chose a snippet of some audio from a YouTube video that includes Dixie talking about Beehoff and Exotic World, and I would love to have you guys listen to it. So here it is. To be in show business, you have to have a little bit of exhibitionist in you. You have to have that in you. have to have a calling like a priest. You have to want to do it. During the Depression, there was no affordable entertainment for the working class people. So the working class people did gravitate 
towards the burlesque shows for 15 or 20 cents. People say burlesque, they must think, oh, it's a bunch of rough and tumble and... No, no. It's strictly business. The bosses are good and the managers are good, the musicians, I don't know. It was a wonderful industry. It was a huge industry. Well, when I went to New York, Mr. Minsky said, big name in my business, Minsky, they can't get any bigger than that. And he said, you look like Marilyn. I'm going to call you the Marilyn Monroe of burlesque. So I said, Mr. Minsky, everybody in Hollywood looks like Marilyn Monroe. And he said, well, I'm changing your billing and it stuck. So that made me work twice as hard to try to do a little Marilyn. Golly gee, you know what I mean? Every movie Marilyn made, I did a little satire on it and strolling on stage, you know, and with the furs and long cigarette holders and um, and I'd say, oh, well, it wasn't just that easy to become a movie star. Of course not. I had to walk and walk and knock on every agent's door till I thought I would drop. But somehow, I just had to reach the top. And then the big drum roll. Oh, oh, the big red velvet couch. Oh, golly gee. Oh, well, what the heck. <laughs> and then I'd stroll over to the couch and I'd do a lot of things. And I'd work that couch over pretty good, too. I never once broke character. And uh, I've got a lot of write-ups everywhere where Walter Winchell and different ones uh, said that I was incredible. <laughs> We're here now in the Burlesque Hall of Fame. We celebrate an era that is gone, but not forgotten. It's a theatrical comedy show with a lot of beautiful girls and acts. It's a variety show. Hairstyles, costumes, they want to see a dancer. You know, if they would say, she does a navel spin on an ice cube with her hair on fire, you're going to go see that act. I would, too. <laughs> it isn't all of us just saying, oh, we had such wonderful time. No, we had tough times, hard times. Uh, but we were uh, absolutely dedicated to our profession, which is show business. It may be burlesque, but it was show business. Oh, but I get a spanking over and over and over for you. Because you know you made me love you. Thanks to Dixie's efforts and hard, hard work and the hard work of many, many other people, uh, Behoff is now an institution based in Las Vegas. And the Weekender party is epic. It is when the king and queen of burlesque are crowned. It is when many awards are given. It is when much acknowledgement happens. And it is when an extraordinary amount of partying happens as well. And the reason I bring that up is because Dave and I last year broadcast our first annual pool cast. And it's a pool cast because every Sunday in Vegas, there is a huge pool party during the weekender. And it is when all of those exotic birds come out to nurse their hangovers and get a tan and hang out with each other in incredibly skimpy bikinis and other 
various bathing suits. And it is just one of the most glorious, hilarious, colorful blur of a day. It's just, it's magnificent. And so this, ladies and gentlemen, we have actually, we managed to get so many interviews last year that we're actually going to split this up into two separate episodes. And so without further ado, I would love to introduce you to the second annual Poolcast here on Lunch with Legs. My name's Anita Cookie. I come from San Diego. What else am I supposed to say? Anything you want. Oh, is that all I'm supposed to say? <laughs> um, I'm having a really good time in Vegas. I, right now, um, we're at the pool party. It's really hot. <laughs> and I'm thinking I'm going to go in and gamble. <laughs> Amazing, in the air conditioning. Yeah, but I, it's mostly just because I like to gamble. And I want to get on my <laughs> slot machine. Because the slot machines are really fun. Do you have any slot machines in particular? Yeah, okay, so um, they used to have this one, Ghostbusters. It was really fucking awesome, and now they don't have Ghostbusters anymore, so I was really sad about that. But they have two that I love. One is Village People Party, and <laughs> it's like when it's, if you get a bonus, it goes, Village People Party! And then you get to, like, pick a macho man, and then, like, it, you go through all this fun stuff. And then there's another one called Jackpot Block Party. I guess I like to party. Apparently. I'm yeah. sensing a theme. Yeah. I like those. That's the best. <laughs> I have to say, you did a beautiful job on uh, Thursday night. Thank you. That was wonderful. <laughs> was Playing the slide whistle that everybody's so impressed by. Oh, my God. All you have to do is blow in it, guys, and move the slide. Everybody can do it. Was, it. it was more than just it was, it was the timing. It was the spirit. It was the intention behind the slide whistle. I had pretty good timing. <laughs> I'm thankful for. Yeah. Very thankful for. But I'm very happy to see you. I'm so happy to see you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. Hi, I'm Baby Lestrange. I live in Portland, Oregon. Um, I haven't been to Burlesque Hall of Fame since 2010, and everything is so much more awe-inspiring and amazing than I remember it after performing for four more years since I was here last time. It's awesome. Awesome and inspiring, and um, it's a totally reachable goal, I feel like, to get on that Absolutely. stage. Absolutely. <laughs> and thank you for saying that. Absolutely. Yeah, I think any one of us could be up there. Totally. Yeah. Easily. What's been some of your favorite moments of this weekend, or even one standout? Well, it was awesome seeing all the Seattle people because they live so close. Yeah. And they're always so amazing. Um, I loved Mr. Gorgeous because his, I love ice cream and I thought it was cool. <laughs> um, what else? It was great to just see performers from all over the world that I'm not going to get to see again. Maybe someday. I loved right. Aurora Galore. I love the weirdness. So it's totally cool. I'm glad to see some of that stuff got up there. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so yeah, much, honey. Of course. My name is Ben Trivet. I'm a uh, photographer from New York City, and I take pictures of fancy people and make them look fun and crazy. And I, I, I imagine this weekend must be very hard for you because there are absolutely no good photo opportunities. There's no photogenic people. I, I, it's and a everybody weird. Everybody hates the camera here. Yeah, it's a weird situation because <laughs> there are so many people here that look amazing, and there are so many amazing photographers that I'm actually just kind of on vacation. I'm. I've taken it easy working on one project while I'm here, and 
and that's it. So I've been running around taking Polaroids of everybody. Yeah. Oh, yes, that's just, right. I haven't seen the Polaroid from last night. I, I will show you. It's it's fantastic. Um, that's one of my passion projects is I shoot Polaroids. So. Really? Yep. That's just been running around all cool. week doing that, letting all these other amazing photographers do their thing. And uh, everything I've seen so far has been ridiculous. Like, I'm not sure who... There's a guy who's shooting the shows who's just killing. It's fantastic. I mean, he's got, like I said, you know, the great talent to work with. It does make it a little easier. Making Mr. Gorgeous look bad is a challenge. <laughs> I, I always say that because like, I've worked with him a lot. And, you know, I've taken some really, really fantastic photos of him. But, like, some of the stuff I've been seeing pop up online already is... It's ridiculous and fierce you know, all at once. It is, and that's that's part of. I like to sit back and kind of watch everyone else work their magic and enjoy it for once, and not work. So what's it's nice. been what's been one of the more pleasant surprises that you have gotten from attending Beehive this year? Um, so I'm not really sure what I've been surprised about since like a good bit of my friends are like have been selling me on this for a long time. They're like, there's these amazing things and this amazing thing. Um. I've met some rad people. I, you know, being in New York, you kind of get to see the people as they travel and tour and, and do that kind of stuff. But meeting performers from, you know, Canada and, you know, meet performers from Seattle and everything, it's 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 cool. Uh, I did not expect it to be that easy. Um, I will say that that's my surprise. I did not expect that ease of meeting new people. Amazing. And I'm are social. you all the richer for it? Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, that's, now I have fun new people to take fancy yeah, pictures who? of, so. Yeah, like me. Well, yeah, that's going to happen in about <laughs> five hours here. Approximately, um, once we've rehydrated. Yes, that was another thing, yeah, we, we've been, we, I did, I did do a shoot yesterday. We went out to the desert. You and Evelyn Vinyl. With Evelyn Vinyl, and, uh. I'm not really sure like, how to describe Evelyn Vinyl, like, a muse, I guess? I don't know, I've worked with her yeah. pretty exclusively for a long time. Um, and you know we've shot all over the place, all over the country. And Vegas was our next, our next place. And we went out to the desert, and 108 degrees sneaks up on you. <laughs> it does. Yeah, you guys went out like 8:15. We went out at like 8 in the morning. You came back out at like 6 a.m. We, I mean, you know, getting people up at 6 a.m. is more of a challenge. Well, yes. But uh, we too. we left here around 8 and got back around noon. Four hours in the desert, we could not drink enough water. No, we um, get enough shade. Yeah, or get shade or anything, you know. So, and she's a fitness model too, so we did fitness stuff. And watching her run around in the desert was pretty, pretty amazing. You know, that, that's the thing too is like I'm just constantly impressed by the skill level of everyone. Like, there's not a talentless person here. Yeah. And I think that's that's not surprising, but it's like exciting. Yeah. That's an exciting thing. Um, as Don Spiro's taking photos of us right now, I, I'm just amazing. like, you know, speaking right, of amazing right, right. photographers that do their thing. I'll pose, I'll pose um, so my Vegas tummy isn't hanging he, uh, over my side. I, I had a buffet <laughs> breakfast, so it's never gonna not, it's never gonna not be hanging over for me. So, um, yeah, no, I, the the level of talent here is just ridiculous. Everyone, they have their performance talent, and then they have these, you know, whether it's crafting or design or, or photography or whatever. These people are just amazing it's a good collection it is it is is there anything else you'd like to say uh yeah you can you know check out some more of my fun work um professional site bentrivet.com and then like my burlesque blog where you can keep up with all my projects is uh bentrivetontherocks.com um yeah picture taker drinker lover of things meat eater 
check it out. Thank you so much, Ben. Thank you. It was a pleasure. I'm Dahlia Dulce, and I'm from Minneapolis. I'm Electrocute, and I'm also from Minneapolis. Woohoo, Minnesota! And how are you, ladies? Fucking fantastic. Yeah? Absolutely. Um, my brain is, needs some time to repair after <laughs> last night's incredible show. The ante so was upped, like, super hard last night. Absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. I can't even say which was my performers. Every act was just flawless. Everything was cohesive, well put together. I mean, it was a gorgeous show. There was... There was nothing that shouldn't have been there last night. It was so, wow. so fantastic. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Totally. Uh, it's our third time here together, all three times. Yeah, We're sisters from another mister. Home producers in Minneapolis. Excellent. What's the name of your guys' production? Blackheart's Burlesque. Excellent. Not to be confused with Suicide Girls. Sorry, darling. Blackheart's Burlesque. We were around much longer. We were first. We were first. Better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much, ladies. Enjoy the pool party. Thank you, thank you. Hi, I'm Darlinda, just Darlinda. And I'm Scary Ben. And we're from Brooklyn, New York, Bushwick specifically. Yes, yes. The creators and producers and head weirdos at uh, Bushwick Burlesque. We co-produced Bushwick Burlesque on the third and first Tuesdays of the month. And it's been an honor and a pleasure to be in that show a handful of times. Um, How is this B-Hop for you guys? You did an amazing job, Orlando, by the way, on Tuesday night. Can you cuss on this? Yes. She fucked the audience. Yeah, yes, but, you But did. the audience fucked her first. She came out all the love, and it was overwhelming, and she's getting fucked by the audience. She's like, well, I'm just going to hop on this, like, fuck dick and ride all 800 of you. <laughs> it was pretty awesome. I almost, like, literally before my music came on, I started, I almost teared up. I was like, okay, this is good. I'll take that. That's great. It's beautiful. I'll take the love. It just felt so, it felt effortless, like, in a way where I felt like... I mean, you know, there's this give and take with the audience where, you know, I felt like they just gave it to me, like I didn't really have to do anything, I just felt really, constant flow of love and apparently fuck as well. Yeah. They, they <laughs> flow of ready to love you, and, and they did. I like it, a constant flow of fuck. And you yeah. just had like the biggest gangbang in Vegas, where you fucked. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's true, that's the biggest orgy. Yeah. Yeah. It happened in under five minutes. Yeah, ever. Yeah. Ever, well done. Three minutes and fifty seconds. I saw 800 people. I saw 800 people, and they applauded me yeah. for it. <laughs> yes. They said thank you. Yes. Yes. Um, what uh, What have been some of the highlights for this weekend for you guys? Is there anything you'd like to say? I mean. I think learning how to open a bottle of wine using nothing but a spoon and a washcloth from Gabriella Mays and Judith Stein was one of my highlights. Isn't about pushing the cork into the bottle. That's part one. But the spoon is necessary. I don't want to get into the details, right. trade secrets at all. Noted. <laughs> I will pay you for your secrets at a later time at an undisclosed location. <laughs> um, I think highlights were working on the Legends Finishing School and um, specifically with Tony Elling and um, Taiping. And I got to connect Taiping and Christina Nakaya together to teach a Latin moves class. And it was just really great to, like, you know, to have a woman who's not moving to teach her dance moves that she used to do and it was just really beautiful and I think 
they got a lot out of it. And Tony and I did a similar thing where I, because she's having trouble walking right now, so I was helping her with teach her moves to to the students. And it was just really, I think, to see that their faces light up watching their students learn. It's just really incredible. Yeah. An opportunity to pass on their knowledge that they, that they you know, maybe thought they couldn't anymore. You, if you're a dancer, you can't teach if you're in a, if you're in a chair. But if you can have someone skilled enough that loves you and just is hungry for it, that they can, you can use their body as a surrogate because it's all a form of dance and your knowledge can still be passed on. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Is there anything else you guys would like to say? I'd like to point out our matching swimmers. Yeah, you can oh, see it. Oh my so god. Sparkly, uh, spark, sparkly striped uh, bikini. Can, uh, well, there's a fashion show, right? You want to yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, Ben and Darlinda are wearing a stunning matching combination. Darlinda, a very sexy haltered uh, bikini with a little wraparound bit on the side with a very low-cut bottom. Uh, Scary Ben is wearing a very uh, vintage-style bottomed, however, with a very exciting strap, uh, and I just saw his penis, um, a little strap uh, from his groin up uh, and over the back, just making sure everything stays put. I think you guys are definitely the best dressed couple. And they're soft. Oh my god, and they're glittery and velour. And she, she cut it and built the shorts so that my balls would drop out. And that's, you know what that is? That's called love. Yeah. yeah. See, so, you know, it's just a Because little... I know that they need air. They can't get too it's hot. It's true. It's true, especially yeah. in this very unforgiving Vegas yeah. sunshine. Yeah. Always. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. And I definitely need to take a photograph. But thank you, guys. Thank you, Leigh. Jin Minsky from Brooklyn, New York. And how has Beehoff been for you, my darling? Um, Beehoff has been great. I gotta say, this year has been the lowest key year, I think. The parties have not been going as late. I've been going to bed at 3. <laughs> this is the earl- early. <laughs> Frankly, it might as well be 8 o'clock in the evening. Yes. Yeah. 3 is early for Beehoff. So a little low key. Last night was a little bit better. I was in bed at five, but <laughs> a slight improvement. A little improvement. <laughs> and have you been enjoying the shows? I have. Um, to be totally honest, in my honest opinion, I think debut totally brought it this year. Yeah. And debut was my favorite category. I found the queen category a little lackluster, save for a couple of performances. Um. But yeah, debut, there were a lot of killer performances in debut, and it felt like the energy just sort of fizzled out towards the end of the evening. Yeah. yeah. People, people have been coming in talking about all different opinions and feelings about everything so far, so it's such a huge weekend. It's like... And yeah, last night the show was only four hours long. Only four hours! Only! Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and I think they may have finished relatively on time. But, uh, but yeah, um, what, uh, is there anything else you would like to say or to add? Um, I thought Jeez Louise killed it last night. Yes. I was, I was so excited for her. She was killer. Um, Bonnie Fox also killed it. I, she has a special place in my heart for 20s Charleston number, but, and she's also, she's 
well, like, she's known in the swing dance community, so I've been following her. Oh, really? Yeah, she's, I, I've seen, I've seen her videos before just from, like, various swing dance conventions wow, and things, how yeah. Because cool. I had never heard of her, I mean, prior to this. Yeah, she made me really psyched because I work with a lot of swing dancers back in New York and with the Jazz Age Lawn Party, and I try to convince them to do burlesque with me, and none of them will do it, so I was really psyched to see a swing dancer do some burlesque. <laughs> you have a fellow stripping swing dancer, yes. or a Charleston dancer, just, just across the pond, but yes. she'll be in New York soon. Cool. Is there anything else you'd like to say? Um, I love you, Legs Malone. Oh, I love you too, <laughs> shucks. You're making me blush. <laughs> Thanks, honey. Hello, uh, I'm Mercury Troy. I am from Los Angeles, originally from Seattle. Um, I'm doing really good right now. This is like the best Beehop that I've ever had. Really? Yeah, it's my first Beehop without having a really bad anxiety attack. So I'm like, hey. I have a really good weekend. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah, and I feel like the shows have been the tightest that they've been. And I didn't fear for any legend safety, which I always get scared. I'm like, you're really pretty. Please don't fall over. I was there the year someone fell over, and it was dramatic, and I don't want to see that again. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. But I was really excited that... Um, the competition seemed weirder this year. Like good, like like good weird, weird music choices, and I feel like the weird kids are finally getting invited to perform on stage, which is exciting. Uh, yeah, so it's been really good. Awesome. What number of VHOP is this for you? Fourth. Wow. Yeah. Awesome. Not in a row, but I guess the last three I've been in a row, but right on. first one was a while ago. Do you have any advice for people coming to VHOP for the first time? Um. Probably don't try to do everything and be okay just like sitting back because it's really overwhelming. Especially like the first year I came, I like barely really knew anybody. Uh, and so just like let it like kind of go with the flow more because it gets really stressful and overwhelming and like you feel like you're not doing enough and then you have an anxiety attack. <laughs> don't do that. Totally. So yeah, just like kind of go with the flow. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Thanks, Mercury. Yeah. Aldebeck from Chester, England. And the second time you have been on the like podcast. Yeah, and, and can I just say, the production values have gone up threefold, if not tenfold, <laughs> since I was here last. Because last time I was being I was being interviewed underneath the um, the, the misting fans. the misting fan. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, but you hadn't like hired one for us. We'd like muscled everyone else out of the picture, and now and that was on your iPhone, like Correct. probably like two or three. Uh, it was a four. Okay, it was an iPhone four, but no fine. expense spared. I think I said that at the time. You did. And now <laughs> and now we're in a cabana. I mean, you've spent all the money on a banner, obviously. Yes. Uh, if you can see this banner, folks, it is the most lackluster time. It's like three sheets of A4, but you know. It's the thanks for the support. The <laughs> thanks for the love. Thanks for the support. It's been spent on this very expensive recording device that we're discussing right and now. Last, last time we were on the equivalent of wax cylinder. 
compared to this. So, so you know, it's yeah. I, 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 I don't know. I don't know what work she's getting, but I want a piece of it. <laughs> How um, has this weekend been for you? This weekend has been the well. It's been the usual and the unusual. It's been a lot of new faces this year. Yes. A lot of new faces and a lot of. Uh, there's always a few new surprises, but there was a, uh, there was some. Brits brought it. Last time I think I spoke to you, I said Europe brought it, but this year Brits brought it. I know we didn't have anyone in the uh, Miss Exotic World category, uh, but we did uh, We did do very well in the debut. So you guys got best debut, most innovative, and most awesome dancer. Mm-hmm. And Bonnie Fox having... Bonnie Fox <laughs> blew my mind. I mean, I'm on on the peripheries of the UK scene and I've never seen her before and, and, and that's not to say she isn't working, working, working it's just I'm not around it an awful lot and she blew me away Aurora I have worked with I saw her about two, three years ago at Edinburgh Festival and we worked together and I was like whoa, she's got something new and over the last two years she's just refined and refined it and something that looks so fierce and so kind of anarchic is still so precisioned that's what I love about what she does there's like a, a wonderful element of precision to it and grace you know there's there's a grace to it as well you know especially when you see her actually doing the technical stuff taking off some of the corsetry and stuff to that sort of beat could be really clumsy but she just makes it look effortless she really inhabited the music which I really yeah and she hits every single beat which yeah. I like you know sometimes you see acts and you think how did you not hit that beat or how did you not you know <laughs> I'm not saying you know but you know um, but sometimes you think wow there's just a huge beat in the music there and you did absolutely naff all um, sorry English for fuck all um, <laughs> And, uh, yeah, she just, every single beat, every lick, every little nuance, and I thought it was wonderful. But I'm completely biased, so, you know. Uh, but you're, you're, you're entitled <laughs> and allowed. Of it. I, I'm, like, I'm like the, the UK attaché to the uh, Beehoff. Yes, <laughs> but Neil is really the official one. Then but I, I'm just uh, a bit more opinionated and don't give a shit. And Neil's a lot more political than me. <laughs> You just come for the true. show. I'm just here for the tits, you know. Well, you know what? I appreciate your honesty. Well, I've seen that. That uh, I've seen a lot. I'm about ready for some cock, and I'm not really that interested <laughs> in it you usually. <laughs> Don't say <laughs> too loud. Um, Mr. Gorgeous, as usual. Our reigning king of boiler. Yeah. Uh huh. And 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 the mantle has moved on to something different, but with the same vein, with great. Just charisma. And, you know, it's interesting. I mean, I don't really know an awful lot about where the points lie with the judges and stuff, but it's interesting. There were some stunning costume choices and theatrical devices used yesterday. But really, for me, when it comes down to it, if you haven't got that extra little bit of charisma and that extra little bit of stagecraft, you can learn stagecraft, but you can't learn charisma. Um, and uh, I mean you won't realise this uh, listeners at home but you know there are probably about 30 or 40,000 people listening to this podcast right now live here just just bathing in my charisma as we speak and desperately needing a shower as a result yes yes it's a charisma facial it's a mass charisma facial going on Uh, but no um, I just think there is that I know it's so cliche but there is that little je ne sais quoi that is just you can't teach it and for some people everything just slots in and I went on about Russell last year and the same with Mr Gorgeous there's just something that just 
You just know it. You can't say, you can't explain it. There is just something when everything s- slots into place, you know. Yeah. You know, a little bit like the production value on this podcast. You know, when everything Indeed. just fits, it's just... You can't see now, but Lex has totally been distracted by a platter of sandwiches. Yeah, that'd be offered. No, we're good. Thank you so much, though. A platter of sandwiches have come past Lex, and now she's just fascinated by them wow they're wow that's great if i wasn't gluten-free i would i know and if i and if i liked sunburnt bread as well i would love to have a crunchy sandwich (laughs) this started out as a whole meal it's ended up as a jacob's cracker so (laughs) help yourself Um, join the queue sorry (laughs) let's talk about something else um, I just I, I, I want all my podcast listeners to know how much I love you and how what a wonderful man I think you are and how your presence brings me so much joy and pleasure and you're just the most reverent, intelligent and very charismatic, charming man. I have good looking. Please mention the most oh, yes. the most important bit. Very very handsome. You can't see me at home, but girls, please just just send a Polaroid or or a, or a digital picture, a little chat. How you are with mothers? Because my mother's quite you know she's quite aggressive bless her she hits me but um send it on in to lookingforlove.com and uh, that's very sweet of you it's not what she said last night after two martinis but you know i appreciate i appreciate it Legs, a lot, a lot you know how in 12 you, hours. <laughs> you're telling me exactly <laughs> were you on my flight um <laughs> Uh, no, Legs, you know I love you to bits. She, darling, and when I'm homeless in New York, she looks after me. Yes. That's a real friend. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I will continue to do so. You're a darling. Yes, I love you, Paul. Thank you love for you being uh, being. And you are one of the only people that has so far been on both episodes of the Cool Cast. Yeah, well, I haven't made the cut yet, so let's not speak before, you know, it's... <laughs> Good morning. Hi, my name is Pearl Noir, and your name is Legs Malone, and that's why I love you ever so. And you are, you are the first of my uh, podcast interviewees to visit the cabana. This is true. You did one of my, you did like episode four with me or something. It was I earlier. Lucky four. Lucky four. We had champagne and food. And other things. Wonka, wonka, wonka. Eyebrows, eyebrows, Kimbo. How are you, my love? How's this weekend? Wonderful. My goodness, the legends were so inspiring on Friday night. I can't wait to go back home and create new acts. I just feel very inspired, and I'm just, I'm just, I just want to revel in this moment forever. God bless. The legends are amazing. Yes. Absolutely. Anything else you'd like to say? I'd like to say that I am just proud to be a part of this community, and I really hope that the museum will reach its full potential, and that perhaps we can get someone so grandiose, such as maybe Grant, to sort of um, help guide us, because his museum is so spectacular, so maybe he can guide us and show us. Yes, I am. So he can, oh, I I just assume everyone knows who he is. Um, I just, yeah, I just want the museum to reach its full potential. It's there's so many um, precious gems that we haven't had a chance to see, and that's what that's what I'm really hoping for. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so much, Pearl Nora. I adore you. And I, you. <laughs> Monique, what a pleasure to meet you and have you at the Poolcast, the 
second known legend in Canada. Thank you. And uh, you did such a beautiful job on Friday night. Oh, my Lord, can you move, woman? <laughs> Thank you. One of my tags was always poetry in motion. And because of my duster work, I do very, oh, man, very full duster work. And queen of theme, because I did all the theme shows, like I did... The champagne bath. I did a lot of rodeo shows. I did a, you know, you, you think of it, I did it. Wow. Where did, where, were you working primarily in Canada or did you travel internationally? Um, I started in Vancouver in 69. And as I said, Tommy Chong was my first boss. And um, then I went into Portland, Oregon in 69, towards the end of 69. So from 69 till 72. Or, no, yeah, till 72, I, st- I stayed strictly in the States. Mm-hmm. So I did all of California to the Midwest. Then I, then I went back to Canada and stayed pretty much in Canada. I uh, started just to raise my family because I have five children. You have five children? Holy Moses. Thirteen amazing. grandchildren. You look hot. Grand- grand- <laughs> and a great-grandchild. <gasps> no way! Great. And uh, so I, I decided to go back to Edmonton, which is my home. And so that they would have the stability. So I also opened the first school for exotics in Canada in uh, 1973. And from then on, I continued dancing. And I opened Teasers, which was the first my first agency, um, in 1983, along with teaching and t- sewing as well, because I'm a costume maker. Wow. So, and I continued doing that, opened a club in 1994 called Suzy Q's, and then I retired until last year. <laughs> and how did you get reconnected with the Burlesque Hall of Fame? Well, what happened was, I go, we have a site called Kijiji, where people look for people to work and stuff, and I always troll it. But I always go into the weird spots, like TV and other, and there was a producer that was looking for somebody that knew, you know, any, or had anything to do with burlesque, and I started to laugh. So I said to my husband, "Hello, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit this," and within two months I was here. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, so that's how the story. was it to discover that all of this was existing and thriving and? Flourishing? You know, I didn't know. Um, where I come from, uh, from Edmonton, what's happened with the burlesque community there? A lot of them do take it as a hobby, and I I do disagree with that. It, it, you have to have a passion, and if you have, and that's and that's my words. You must have a passion, and if you can work your passion and make a living doing your passion, there's nothing more you can ask for in this world. And to be an entertainer, we're all exhibitionists. And so when somebody says to me, "Well, I do it as a hobby," I think hobbies belong in sewing rooms, mm-hmm. not on stage. Because you're not passionate, totally. you don't have the passion. Yeah. So. Yeah. How's it been for you this weekend? Awesome. It's yeah. been really nice. What did you think of the competition last night? I thought it was awesome. I thought it was awesome. It was really, really good. Canada was very well represented as well. Yeah, we were. Lots we of were. gals. Yeah. Lots of gals. Yeah. Well, I was really rooting for Lola Frost. Lola's fierce. Yeah. She's amazing. I had just done the Vancouver Burlesque Festival. And uh, and was able to work with her, and uh, that, that was the first time I met her. And I thought, you're you're good. You're, you've got something to work with, you know. So I was really hoping, but yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, something tells me she'll be back. Oh, she and better they be. All will. They all will. <laughs>
<laughs> and it, do you think you'll be back? Well, if invited. If invited. Dear Beehoff, be sure to invite Suzette Monique back always. <laughs> That's my pers- I'll be sure to include that in my feedback letter as well. Thank you. It's such a pleasure to meet you. Thank you very much. And I love that we're wearing matching swimsuits. <laughs> I know. I saw you from across the pool and I was like, ooh. <gasps> I was like, oh, it's a legend. Never mind. This is awesome. And, you know, I think that's what inspired me to wear it was because I've been doing the retro bikinis, you know, since I've been here. And this one, of course, is very far from it. And I don't, I couldn't tell you of a legend that would wear it. And I thought, I'm going to be different. Like last year, they, I was so busy. I, I got to spend two hours at the pool in five days. Oh, my gosh. I, that was it. And I got no time to spend with my husband. Mm. And I said, I'm not doing that this year. I'm not doing it. We we need time for us too, you know. And you're, you're, he supports me so well. He he's he's an amazing amazing husband. And we've only been together four years, and it's it's all very new to him. But if it had not been for him giving me the, you know, once you kind of retire and you get out of it, you kind of don't feel you're worthy. Like you've lost your looks or your body or blah blah blah. I never thought. And I, and I was in that mode. I was in that mode. And he kept saying, you're so beautiful and blah, 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 blah. And I'm going, yeah, 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 yeah. Not really looking until I had that photo shoot. And when I had that new photo shoot, I got to see it. And I thought, you know, I don't look that bad. And this year I'll be 60. So it's like. Congratulations. Thank you. Wow, sexy 60. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's the new 40. It is. Absolutely. No. Absolutely. But thank you so much. It's such a pleasure to meet thank you. Thank you. And I look forward to seeing you a lot more often. I hope so. Thank but- you. Hi, I'm Burgundy Bricks. I live in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And uh, I have to say, you are the second person to come by who I have had the enormous pleasure of doing a full-length podcast episode with. That's exciting. So thank you for coming by. Yes. Um, how the hell are you, Miss Thing? You blew everyone away last night with your beautiful Rolls-Royce number, which I am so impressed you drove all the way down from Vancouver. Yes, I did. I did not drive. You didn't I, drive. I flew. Did you pack all that stuff with you? I'm going to take a picture later of the box where everything packs into. I designed the whole thing to be able to um, collapse completely flat and to be in a uh, box that's not oversized luggage. <gasps> so, eat that, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> that is really... I, I yes. look forward to seeing that box. That act was so beautiful. Thank um, you. I can't remember. I feel like I saw it only in photographs the last mm-hmm. time I was in Vancouver, and you were mm-hmm. talking about it because you just debuted it. Yes, I did it uh, two years ago at the Vancouver International Burlesque Festival. I had done it for a, two years ago. I had done it for a uh, New Year's Eve show, and um, tried to do it in another venue that was did not quite fit in. And then I did it at the the Burlesque Festival, and then here. And so that's the only times it has actually been seen or done, which is a little bit stressful for me as well. So yeah. Hadn't done it in two years. Wow. <laughs> but I wanted to apply with it just to see if it got in. Because I thought it, this, so sta- this stage would be a nice place for it. And it was perfect. Good. Oh, my God. Your ending pose just played Yes. Me. I hope you got 8,000 photos. I hope I did, too. That's pose. what I hope I get, too. Oh, that's my a, God. As a, It's a moment of absolute triumph, joy, and ecstasy. Because that's yes, the name. Spirit of Ecstasy. It's, spirit of Ecstasy is the name of the hood ornament of the Rolls Royce. And I didn't want to give too much away about my act in my 21st century burlesque interview, but the whole act was inspired by an episode of Antiques Roadshow where they are talking about 
hood ornaments are actually car mascots, classic car mascots, and people who collect them. And the hood ornament of the Rolls Royce is called the Spirit of Ecstasy. Upon further research, when the Rolls Royce first came out, there was no hood ornament or mascot because they thought that their cla their class of car was so elegant that they didn't need one. But the people who bought the car, you know, it was a status symbol, and they really wanted a, ma a car mascot or a hood ornament. So they began to make their own and have them put on, you know, placed on their own cars. This gentleman, and here's the interesting part of the story. So, gentleman, um, I'm, I feel badly that I can't think of his name, um, but he was of nobility. Um, he had a Rolls Royce. He wanted a car mascot for his Rolls, Rolls Royce. He had um, a love. This woman, and her name was, and I'm, I'm a little bit tipsy. I can't think of her name right now. Um, Eleanor Thornton. Her name is Eleanor oh, wow, Thornton. Well done. Very nice. Eleanor Thornton. Um, she was a um, she was from Spanish and Australian heritage, low working class, lower lower class. Um, he was nobility, and they met randomly, love at first sight. She became his secretary and his lover for many many years. He they were absolutely completely and totally in love. But he was not allowed to marry her because of his status in society. This is in England. Um, so his, he did actually have to get married to somebody at, that, at some point. His family made him. Um, his wife knew about his affair with Eleanor and was okay with it. Um, they, had a, they had a huge passion. They, were, they sailed together. On, um, they actually had a child. Um, she gave it up for adoption, but he kept in contact with the child over the years. She did not. Um, and later on in life, his family welcomed her into their family. Which is beautiful. Wow! But they were on a. Uh, he was on a, a ship to India for work, and she was going as his, his a companion, as his secretary. It was sunk by a German U-boat, and only 36 people survived. He did, and she drowned. And he said it. His he said um, after the fact that he should have held her closer because he was holding her when a wave crashed and he let he let go and lost her. So. Years later, well, a couple years later, the Rolls Royce wanted a hood ornament for their car. The sculptor who had created the ornament for his car was then working for Rolls Royce, and uh, Rolls Royce said, "We want, um, we want, you know, Nike or you know, a Greek god." And he said, I, "I really feel like I've done this one, and I really feel strongly about it." So he re recrafted that one. It was actually it was before she had died. Before she had died, he she posed for him again. He created this um, this model. And Rolls-Royce accepted it. They named her the Spirit of Ecstasy, and now she lives on. And their passion, their secret passion lives on. The original title of the sculpture, she was kneeling and she had uh, her finger to her lips. It was called The Whisperer because of their secret love. And then she emerged into the, it was called Eleanor and her nighty. That's why the flowing wings, it was her nighty because of their secret um, love. So um, it's not only is it this, you know, historic... This historic, you know, uh, um, symbol of elegance, but it's it, this historic symbol of, you know, somebody who uh, of a passion and love and romance, and you know, I I'm coming from a very I, I came from you know we lived in a trailer court when I was growing up we had no money, um, and now in the burlesque world we you know we play it being elegant we play it being fancy and and wealthy and you know and looking like the aristocracy and poking fun at them so I think it just means so much to me to create this number and I know that I've talked way too long about this but it means so much to me that for people to hear the backstory of this oh, piece there's everything. so there's so much there's so much so many layers to it that it's hard to almost like get them all into the performance Absolutely. So I had no idea of this whole backstory. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah, there's a film that's been like kind of in production for years, and it may actually come out next year. I don't know. 
if it will, but it's it's meant to be titled The Spirit of Ecstasy, so look for it. Maybe it will come out. Yeah. I don't know. Wow. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Is there anything? I mean, I'm like... I know. You're I, overwhelmed. I'm like in that story. That is that's amazing. That is amazing. It's great. Um, how has this weekend been for you? It's been really nice. I've... Uh, I've you know, I was I had to make sure that everything was taken care of for my number, um, but I have really enjoyed seeing old friends and spending time with people, and I felt very I felt fairly focused and relaxed about about things until, I, of course, I set foot on the stage where all the nerves kick in, the legs shake, and you know you have no idea what the hell is happening until it's over. But um, it's been so lovely, and the out- outpouring of just love for each other has been so beautiful to witness, as it is every year. And I spent a lot of time with my love, Judah Stein, as well, because I've been her escort this year. So that's been absolutely fantastic. Amazing. Yes. I have yet to meet Judith officially, so... I know. I we might. To. We must make that happen. Yes, we must. Yes. Home- homework assignment for tonight. Yes, I absolutely. Yes, you shall. Awesome. Thank you, Burgundy. Thank, Thank you, Legs. So Thank you for all you do. Oh, absolutely. Oh, and I, I should also say, um, you are also on the first annual pool cast from last year. I know, and I actually don't remember, because... <laughs> I don't That's think the kind remembers. of pool party it was. <laughs> <laughs> this year's a lot more sober. Thank goodness. Thank goodness for all of our livers. Cheers. Cheers. And there you have it, folks. I hope you enjoyed our first part of the pool cast. We will be bringing you the second part very shortly. This was just to wet your whistle, especially seeing as the Burlesque Hall of Fame is coming up in a matter of, gosh, days by this point. Uh, it will be happening the first weekend in June. Unfortunately, for those of you who are just tuning in and are like, what, what is this amazing gathering of sexy people? Most of the events are already sold out, but it doesn't mean you can't go next year. Anyway, by all means, please, please, please go to burlesquehall.com to learn more about it. And stay tuned for our second episode featuring the second annual pool cast. Stay tuned, guys. We're bringing it to you real soon. In the meantime, go visit us at lunchwithlegs.com. Donate if you like what you're listening to. Peruse our past episodes, including last year's poolcast. And Dave is hard at work bringing you the next one. So let's go ahead and stay tuned, and we'll be talking to you guys real, real soon. Take care. Be good to you.